today on Transforming Lives. So today we want to continue in teaching on the third and the fourth principle of living a focused lifestyle. Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory in Alexandria, Virginia, a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making organization with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message. Proverbs 22 verse 29 says, Do you see a man who excel in his works? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before mere men or ordinary people. We are continuing our series on recipe for success. Last week, we began teaching on the first ingredient of recipe for success, which is living a focused lifestyle. We told you that there are four principles on how to live a focused lifestyle. Number one, identifying your purpose. Number two, focusing on personal development. Number three, sharpening your skills. And number four, cooperating with people. We were only able to teach on two of those principles, identifying your purpose and uh, um, focusing on personal development. We told you that to identify your purpose, you need to begin with the end in mind. Secondly, you need to ask God, that is to pray, to learn, to act on the things that you have learned, and you need to repeat the, the whole concept over again. Pray, ask, I mean learn, and act on the things that you have learned. And then thirdly, we said you need to develop a personal mission statement, and your personal mission statement will be that which drives your purpose. We also told you that you need to focus on personal development. And we said to focus on personal development, you need to know that you are your greatest asset. Only you can accomplish that which God has given you to accomplish. We also told you that your personal development should center around your purpose. Amen. That means it should center around uh, 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 what, what, what is the core of your life, the security, um, your guidance, um, your wisdom, and your, the power. And we told you also that Paul was so focused and laser focused on the things that, that, that he wanted to do because the Bible tells us that he, his focus was to get to know Christ and to make him known. Amen. So today we want to continue in teaching on the third and the fourth principle of living a focused lifestyle. And the third principle in living a focused lifestyle is to sharpen your skills. Say it with me. Say, shopping your skills. Hallelujah. You see, God has gifted you with talents and abilities that are intended to propel your purpose. It is said that 70, that we need to spend 70% of our time and energy on our strength. 
You know, in, in life, sometimes, most of the time, people focus on your weaknesses. But that's not how you need to live your life. 70% of your time, energy, and resources need to be spent on your strength, on what you know how to do, what you love to do, and what you like to do. Amen. Dr. John C. Masquerel said it this way. He said, uh, uh, find something that you love to do and learn it very well and then allow people to pay you for doing what you enjoy doing. Amen. If you will sharpen your skills, that means you need to pay attention to the things that you know how to do best. You need to give your all to it. You need to leverage your strength. You need to enhance your potential concerning the things that you know how to do. Amen. And you need to use it. Focus most of your time, 70% of your time. Also, not, not only should you focus 70% of your, uh, uh, of your time on your strength, but you need to focus 25% of the rest of your time on developing a competitive advantage. That means something that will enhance your strength so that you can be all that God wants you to be. Amen. It is very, very important for you to leverage your competitive advantage. Amen. Find something that you love to do and then build up on it. Amen. Build up on how, 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 what, what you do, your, your, your relationship with people. Build up on the things that you love to do, the, um, your competence, your, your driving force. Build up on that and, and strengthen it. And then the 5% of your time, try to correct your weaknesses. Amen? But don't spend all of your time on your weaknesses. Amen? God put us in community so that people will complement our strength and our weaknesses. Amen? F- allow people. The second thing concerning sharpening your skills is that you need to know that growth equals change. Say it with me. Say growth equals change. Now, for you to be a better person, for you to sharpen your skill, or to be the better you, I mean, you need to constantly evaluate yourself or your strength and improve. Amen. You need to make sure that you are constantly evaluating your strength uh, or the things that you know how to do and then find ways to change and improve. Amen. To make it better, to, 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 to design it better, just like companies and organizations and, 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 and business people find ways to improve what they do. You as an individual need to find ways to evaluate and to improve what you are doing. Commit to excellence. Don't settle for mediocrity. I mean, don't settle to just be just ordinary. Commit to excellence. Do what you do and do it in style. Do it in such a way that people will enjoy and, and love what you do. Amen. Make it different. Amen. Pay attention to details. Uh, 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 sometimes we, we get careless. Amen. There are things that we need to do to sharpen bad habits that we continue to do and we make excuses for those habits. But pay attention to the details. It is said that the small foxes are the ones that spoil the vine. Amen. That, that they destroy the things. So pay attention to those details, those things that you are doing, those things that, that, that you, you are doing to people that are causing problems. Pay attention 
to those details and sharpen yourself. Okay? Perform with consistency. Make sure that whatever you are doing, whatever skills that you are building, perform with consistency. That's why evaluation is so important. That's why it is so important to grow. That's why it is so important to read widely. That's why it is so important to learn. That's why it is so important to live in a community because if you don't do that, you will think that you are doing your best, but you need to evaluate. Amen? There is a, 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 a good illustration in the Bible concerning the man Daniel. Daniel was one of the Hebrew boys that were uh, um, taken into captivity by Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. Uh, um, the Bible tells us that when Nebuchadnezzar entered Jerusalem, uh, Jerusalem and he captured Jerusalem, he took the royal family, he took all of the royal boys, and he took them and carried them into to, to, to Babylon. And then he decided that he wanted to make sure that his kingdom was uh, had the best, the best people, the best mind, the best uh, 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 wise people in his uh, um, kingdom. And so he told his eunuch to find all of the wisest boys or, or the best of the of the, the uh, 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 of the young people, and then put them through a school so that they can learn the language of the Babylonians and learn the customs, and then they will become advisors to the king. The Bible tells us there were several young boys that were chosen. But Daniel was different. Because in Daniel chapter 1 verse 8, the Bible says Daniel purposed in his heart that he will not defile himself from the king's, with the king's meat. You see, Daniel knew who he was. Daniel knew who his God was. And Daniel was determined that he was not going to change and be just an ordinary person. He was going to be a child of God or a, a, a man of God or, and, and live his life in such a way with excellence. The king has, has given them a ration for, 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 for them to, 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 um, uh, um, to eat. And so Daniel knew that the food coming from the king's uh, uh, um, uh, um, table were offered up to idols. And so he purposed in his heart that he would not defile. Now Daniel had three other friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And the Bible says that they approached the person who was in charge of them and it said to them, we cannot eat this food, okay? It is forbidden in our, our religion, uh, our, our laws, and we cannot eat this food. And the man said to them, I can't do anything about it. But, and then Daniel said, test us. The Bible tells us that for 10 days he tested them. And Daniel and his friends ate vegetable and they drank water. And after 10 days, they were healthier than the rest of the other people, uh, um, young men who ate the king, from the king's table. Amen. Because of that, Daniel applied himself to study. Daniel and his friends applied themselves. And when they came to the evaluation after the, the end of their training, the Bible records that they were 10 times wiser than any of the rest. You see, Daniel sharpened his skill. Daniel became one of the greatest statesmen. And he was able to survive several different kings, work with several different kings. And somewhere in Daniel chapter uh, um, 6, the Bible talks that Daniel was promoted as one of the, 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 the prime ministers, uh, uh, Steve, Steve uh, 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 man in, in, in Babylon under Darius' rule. And the people were jealous, but they could not find anything against Daniel 
because he had an excellent spirit. Amen. It is very important to, to, to perform with consistency and live with excellence. Say hallelujah. Number four, the fourth principle concerning uh, uh, um, living a focused lifestyle is to cooperate with people. Say cooperate with people. Henry Ford, founder of Ford Motors uh, uh, um, Corporation said, coming together is the beginning. Keeping together is progress. And working together is success. Coming together is the beginning. Keeping together is progress. And working together is success. You see, the Bible tells us in Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 30, one shall put a thousand to flight and two shall put 10,000. Amen. In Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9 to 12, it says two are better than one and a threefold cord is not easily broken. You see, you need to know that cooperating with people will enhance that which God has called you to do. Amen? Working with people will enhance. If you look around you, everybody else, with one minor exception, are made of other people. You are the only exception in the world. Every, everybody around you is somebody else. And if you don't learn to work and, uh, and cooperate with people, you will live a life in such a way that you will not experience the best that you need to, to do. So you need to cooperate with people. Now, how do you do that? Okay? You need to f- find out whatever your purpose in life is, it, it will require people. Okay? It will require people to help you accomplish that which God wants you to accomplish. You need to live and try as much as possible to benefit people, to benefit others, to, to, to enhance and encourage people to work with them in order to lift them up. Most of the time, we try to focus on ourselves. We want everybody to pay attention to us. But if you want to allow your, your, your dreams or your vision or your, or your purposes to be all that, that God wants you, then you need to begin to look at others and help them meet their needs. I mean, uh, uh, reach their, 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 their goals. Amen. Help them. To, to be all that God wants them to be. Amen. Help them to, 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 to affirm them, encourage them, challenge them, uh, 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 propel them, help them to be what God called them to be. And if you do that, you will see your own uh, um, goals and aspiration and your dreams coming to pass. Okay, you see teamwork is the fuel that allows common people to accomplish extraordinary things. Okay? God created us to work in communities. God created us to work together. No one has ever been able to accomplish anything by themselves without other people. Even though sometimes in our society we are so focused on uh, 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 um, single individuals, but every one of those single individuals had a team that was working with them, helping them to be all that God made them to be. Last week, we told you about Jonas uh, uh, um, Sachs, who 
developed the vaccine for polio. He had a team that were working with him in his lab in order to be all that God wanted him to be and to make sure that they found, they discovered the vaccine for polio. Okay? People in our community, in our society, all of them need people to help them. Amen? Even uh, 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 the, 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 the genius of all time, Albert Einstein, needed people to help him. Amen? Jesus Christ needed his disciples. Amen? Everybody needs somebody to help. What we are doing here, okay, it requires a whole team to do what we are, we are able to do. Amen? And God wants us to work together because working together helps us accomplish greater things. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us in Psalm chapter 133, verse 1 to 3, Behold how good and pleasant it is for brothers and sisters to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head of, uh, 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 um, uh, upon the head, running down on the beard, even Aaron's beard, running down to the edge of his garment. It is like the dew on Hermon descending upon the mountain of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. You see, mankind were created to benefit from one another, mutually by con contributing and working together. Teamwork provides an environment for people's gifts and talents and resources to be released. When you work together in a team, you can accomplish a lot more. Okay? If you try to be an individual, a one-man show, you will find out sooner or later that you will not be able to accomplish things. But if you work with other people, if you help them to accomplish their dream, if you work to benefit people, then you will find out that you will be able to accomplish your dream. Even God himself needs people to accomplish his dream. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. God loved the world. He needs people in order to be a blessing to them. God was looking for a, a family to work through. Amen? And God loves you. God loves you. And God loves you. And that's why he sent Jesus. Jesus came down because Jesus needed you to help you so that you can be all that God wants you to be. Amen? Teamwork gives value and recognizes the value of each other. Teamwork extends the reach of others. When you work together in teams, what you are, are, are weak in, others are strong in it. And so it, it, it helps you to, to be strong in areas that ordinarily you are weak in because we complement one another. That's why it is so important for us to work together in team. Amen? We should always understand that God created us to complement the strengths and the weaknesses of each other. Amen? In, uh, there is a very, very interesting passage in Genesis chapter 11, verse 6. The Bible tells us about that, that story that, that, that men at the time had one language, and they decided that they were going to build a tower and raise it all the way up to heaven in order for them to be able to have easy access 
to God. The Bible says when God came down and he saw what they were doing, this is God's assessment of, their, of what they were doing. He said, indeed, the people are one. And they all have one language. And this, what they began to do, nothing, absolutely nothing will be able to stop them from accomplishing their purpose. God's assessment of people working together was that if you will work together, nothing, absolutely nothing will be able to stop you from accomplishing your purpose. Amen? There is a very, very interesting illustration in the, the book of uh, Esther, okay, concerning Esther and Mordecai. Okay, there were two persons that were living in the Persian Empire during that time when King Xerxes was the king. And the Bible tells us that the king decided after his wife uh, um, disrespected him, he decided to, to, to find a wife. And he proclaimed in the kingdom that he was going to have all the virgins in the kingdom or the maidens in the kingdom come and go through a, a beautiful contest so that he would choose his, his queen. And Esther was chosen. Well, Esther was chosen, her uncle, Mordecai, who had raised her up after her parents died, told her, do not tell the, the king about your heritage as a Jew. And so Esther went into the king's palace as the queen of, uh, 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 of the whole Persian empire, but she did not reveal herself. But then there was a man in the hierarchy of the, of the kingdom in Persia who hated Mordecai and hated the Jews. And he proclaimed that he was going to decide on a day that he was going to kill all of the Jews, kill all of the people because he felt that Mordecai was disrespectful to him. The Bible tells us that Mordecai decided to pray and to fast. And then he sent a word to Esther. He said to Esther, do something. Go to the king. Talk to the king. And Esther said, well, the king has a rule. There is a rule in Persia. If you are not called, you can't go to the king. But, and so she sent back to Mordecai and tell him that I can't do that because for 30 days the king had not called me. And then Mordecai said to her, don't think that God is not going to bring relief. God will bring relief. But you do not know that you came to this kingdom for such a time. You see, every one of us have been placed in our generation, in our dispensation for a particular season. You couldn't have survived in your, 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 your great-great-grandparents' dispensation because you couldn't make it. But this is your time. This is what God has strategically placed you at this time so that you can make a difference in your generation. And this is the time for you to make a difference, to cooperate and to work with others so that you can contribute. The Bible tells us that Mordecai said to her, this is your time. Go to the king. And so Esther did. She told Mordecai and the Jews, pray for me. And I will go to the king. And I will, I will talk to him. If I die, I die. But, and so they, they prayed and they fasted. And Esther went to the king. And God gave her favor. And through her, her, her favor, she was able to talk to the king. And, uh, uh, and reveal to the king that Herman, these men have plotted to destroy their lives. And by doing that, the king was able to give them relief and deliverance because Esther and Mordecai decided to work together 
along with the Jews in order to bring relief. God has a plan for your life. You need to work with people. Amen? You need to work with people. If you will live a focused lifestyle, you need to identify your purpose. If you will live a focused lifestyle, you need to, 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 to develop yourself personally. You need to have a personal development. You need to focus on personal development. If you will live a focused lifestyle, you need to uh, 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 sharpen your skills. And if you will live a focused lifestyle, you need to work or cooperate with people. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. But your sins are separating you from God's abundant life. Therefore, he has sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sins so that you can experience forgiveness of sins and redemption from death and destruction. If you will accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you shall be saved and enjoy God's abundant life. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. Please write or email us at Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory, 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandra, Virginia, 22309, or admin at Bethelva.com. We encourage you to join a good Bible-believing church so that you can serve the Lord with other believers. If you live in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. area, we invite you to worship with us at any of our services on Sunday morning at 11 a.m., our contemporary worship service, on Wednesday night at 8 p.m., our Bible study, and on Friday at 8 p.m. at our intercessory prayer meeting. Thank you for joining us, and God bless you. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory. We are located on 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandria, Virginia, 22309. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship. Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible study, and Friday at 8 p.m. intercessory prayer. For more information about Bethel City of Glory and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at BethelCityOfGlory.org or email us at admin at Bethelva.com. Mm -hmm.